Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Yong Shin Ning. I'm the co-founder of Change Voyage Consulting. After 20 years of corporate life, I successfully transited to be an entrepreneur. Wearing multiple hats as an entrepreneur, adjunct lecturer, mother, wife, daughter, sister, has taught me how to navigate life's challenges. And my secret is the Square Apple. In this show, I will discuss tips and strategies to change the way you think about your personal and professional life. Because if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Ready to activate the square apple in you? Let's begin! Welcome to the Square Apple Show. I'm Shinning, and in this episode, I will be sharing with you why managing change is the responsibility of everyone in the organisation. If you are a project manager responsible for a change initiative or a project sponsor championing the change or a business representative participating in the change, this podcast is for you. Exactly 20 years ago, I started out as a change management analyst with a consulting giant. Many of the projects that I was involved in were about process re-engineering followed by systems implementation. I was always part of the change management team that dealt with assessing the impact of the change, followed by stakeholder management, user management, communications, and training. When I first started being a change management analyst, we were known to be people who dealt with poor adoption. Very often, the project manager or the functional team leads will tell me this. Oh, the user don't know how to use the system. Ah. Hey, hey, change management team, go deal with it. Oh, the user complained about the redesign processes. Ah. Hey, hey, change management team, go do, deal with it. It's too late for the project team to change already. Just put out some comms or give them some training. I would like to feel very flattered about my power, but I wasn't. Back then, I felt very helpless. Firstly, there were many reasons why a user couldn't use the system. It may be a genuine case of gaps in knowledge and skills for which I would be able to deal with. However, if it's a case of poorly designed product, what did those people expect me to do? When I got a little bit more sophisticated with the domain area of change management, I also asked myself, shouldn't change management be carried out in tandem with the exercise of designing the change when the functional teams and business users are discussing and co-creating the future? Isn't it too late to carry out change management after the design has been made? And I continued thinking along this line of argument. So what would it take for my idea to materialise? Would it mean that the change management team members would need to be embedded within the functional team the entire time to watch over their interactions with the users? This doesn't totally make sense to me because I would be wasting my time sitting in meetings that doesn't concern me half the time. Then I thought, what about we train members of the project team, both clients and consultants, so that they can embed change management in all work streams throughout the project, including the design workshops, user testing, system, full dress rehearsal, etc., etc. Well, that was many, many years ago since I had those thoughts. I have been involved in many more large-scale change programs, and I realised that in those successful ones, there is always one or two senior client personnel in the program team who understands the principles of change management, which is around why people may resist certain changes, 
how to influence people, how to package the change such that it's not perceived as something negative, understanding how to motivate and rally people when things got tough. And there were projects which completely outsourced the change management process to us external consultants. Sometimes, quite subtly, in such projects, the client project team was not well connected to the business. Many of them in the project team assumed that their role was to deliver the so-called tangible change, whether that be a system or a process which is separate from anything people-related. So when issues arose, the client simply asked why the change management team was not doing their work to ensure user satisfaction. The reality of today's world is this. In most organisational change situations that I've observed, there is no clear start and stop of the change. Change is more likely to be continuous and fluid in form and therefore difficult to manage every aspect of the change in a structured way, which is the more traditional notion of change management. And in this whole process of influencing, persuading, communicating, scheduling, role modelling, co-creation, and empathising of the needs of the users, it needs to be embedded into the touch points between employees, leaders, middle managers, change champions, and the project team undertaking the change, if that's applicable. Whilst there is definitely a role for a central team to undertake the role of the conductor to ensure alignment and consistency in methodologies, messaging, and engagement activities, it doesn't absolve the rest of the organisation from taking on their role. Have you seen an orchestra with only the conductor but without people playing the instruments? It may sound bizarre, but I see it sometimes in organisations. If the rest of the organisation doesn't pull their weight, the change management team can't create miracles. Therefore, the entire organisation must equip itself with change capability in order to survive and prosper. According to academic research, change capability comprises of largely three ingredients, the human skill sets and resources, formal systems and procedures, and lastly, organisational culture, values and norms, which means that these needs to be embedded within the facets of the organisation. So what are the barriers that organisations face in cultivating the change capabilities? Based on my experiences, there are two main reasons. Firstly, its ability gap. In most larger and more established organisations, the senior and middle man managers are competent functionally. However, managing change is another ballgame totally and the mindsets, skill sets needed are also different. I mean, leaders, managers and change champions are all employees first of all. They themselves need to go through a process of sense making and internalization to be brought into the change, to be bought into the change, before they can start to influence other people. So often the first obstacle is a personal mindset shift. Many leaders at various rungs of the hierarchy can go about executing the activities in the change, but emotionally they may be lagging behind. And that makes it difficult for them to get into the frame of helping others to get onto the boat. You know, it's a little like on the aeroplane. The air crew will always advise the adults to secure the air mask on themselves first before helping their kids. Even if they can get into the correct mindset and are ready to help others, 
how do they go about doing it? Helping others to navigate and embrace change requires, again, multiple skill sets. How do you manage resistance from employees? How do you role model to lift the change? How do you influence others to join in the change when you don't have formal authority? It can get quite complex. And even for me, a very seasoned change management professional, it takes me a while to figure out the root cause of certain resistance and therefore what levers need to be pulled to resolve it. So probably the easiest response from leaders and managers is to continue doing what they do best, what, which is managing the day-to-day BAU operations and hope that the train of change can reach its destination if they just continue doing what they have always been doing. Secondly, not all change are equal. Some of you may have gone through changes in your organisation without all these talk of change management. Maybe it was a system which you installed. Maybe it was a set of new processes that you instituted. Everyone was fine with accepting it and there was no need for all these talk about influencing, persuasion, selling, and everything turned out fine. Well, you're not wrong. Change management approach differs according to the nature, or should I say the severity of the change. If the extent of the change is huge, something like processes are totally changed, significant, reorg, job redesign, people basically not doing what they are doing today. That's if they even have a job in the first place. Because it's big, complex. That's why there are more uncertainties and ambiguities. So you need more work to make the magnet of attracting people stronger. Therefore, you will need a change management approach that's more sophisticated because there are many more levers you need to pull to manage the change and there are many more moving parts you need to align. So, a metaphor that I would use is the change management approach for large-scale projects needs to be like a butcher's knife, bigger, sharper, so that it can cut through thick meat. But there are changes which are incremental or where there's less ambiguities and uncertainties So inherently, the magnet of the end state is already very strong. You don't need much work to get people to embrace it. So maybe the change management approach used is like a pen knife. You can do the minimal and get by with it. So if your organisation needs a butcher's knife to navigate the change, but you use a pen knife, then what will happen? Okay, pen knife will break. But on a serious note, If the change capability is not embedded into the organisation, then you can expect a lot of friction between members of the organisation as you progress through change. And it will be like your foot is on bricks all the time. A lot of time will be doing damage control and there will be a lot of negativity in the project. So how do we equip members of the organisation to have the capability to manage change? It's a topic that I have grappled with for many years. The domain area of change management is predicated on understanding of human behaviour within the context of organisations. And it's a really big topic that crosses over to leadership, learning and development, organisation and culture, etc. So how can laymen like you and me know enough to be effective to manage change in our respective roles as leaders and middle managers? Going for just training is not the only solution. 
So for those of you who have been following my podcast so far, will know that I like to use a few simple frameworks like the mass model, switch framework, head heart hand, values and abilities, show tell and involve. So I know I, I'm at risk of oversimplifying and these are definitely not all of change management, but it's like a first aid kit which is able to solve the problem just in time. Because if it's too complicated, it will be too daunting for people to use. So today, I shared why I believe change management is everybody's responsibilities, not only that of the change management team. I've also explained that there's no one-size-fits-all change management approach and it will depend on the magnitude of the change. Finally, and most importantly, there are easy ways for you to start practicing change management immediately with the simple frameworks that I've introduced previously in other episodes. There is no need to wait for the next training course on change management. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions or thoughts on this episode, please connect me with me on LinkedIn at bit.ly slash squareapple. That's bit.ly forward slash s-q-u-a-r-e-a-p-p-l-e. Thank you and see you soon. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very honoured to have you here. If you would like to keep going and want to know more about the number one Southeast Asia's leading female entrepreneurship network, head over to Soul Rich Woman at S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com and download the free ebook on how to get clients and multiply your income through personal branding. Remember, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Do subscribe to The Square Apple Show and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.